0: hey mom hey sub how about a little cup of book tea that sounds great as always we're here to spill the tea on today's hottest books
1: welcome back I want to say, before we say anything at all, we are not going to become a podcast that only talks about illnesses. Oh, no. No. Even though we have
0: for the last like I know. seven months. I'm
1: saying that it ends with us. Yeah. <laughs> the cycle ends with us. It ends with us. Um. So what I would like to mention is that today we're going to be discussing our Twisted Sisters book club pick for february which is all the dangerous things by stacy willingham and very excited about it wait what'd you make that face for i just took a sip oh okay my drink oh okay that's (laughs) totally okay um (laughs) and uh we're discussing that it's also the our first birthday as the twisted sisters Um, and unfortunately, it is also the first book club I've ever had to miss um, due to um, what my voice sounds like. But that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> so held Your it voice down. doesn't actually you don't sound sick. I would love if. If everyone just assumed that I had a raspy voice. <laughs>
0: At this point, you do. I'm so <laughs>
1: Sophia Bush. Well, like the
0: last episode, I was listening to it, and you can hear my throat getting like like cl- more closed because I kept having to clear my throat, and yeah. it's like my voice gets quieter and more strange because i like, I couldn't clear it, yeah. and then I finally cleared it, and then my voice is
1: back like crystal clear. I'm like, oh. Um. Well, I was super bummed, more bummed than you probably realize to Miss Book Club but I know that it went well. Mm-hmm. You had the birthday cake. You had a lot we of did. chocolate and um, t-shirts came in. Yes, they did. We, they're very I, cute. Yeah. We're so big on merch these days. Yeah, we are.
0: We got Twisted Sisters t-shirts and we got Book tee sweatshirts. Yeah.
1: It just feels nice to feel represented in my clothes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what was the takeaway for this book from the girlies? We won't immediately dive into it. But. It was a
0: mixed review, but I think the majority of people liked it. Yeah. And when I look at my Goodreads friends that have liked it, every single person gave it four or five stars. Yeah. So mine too. I think that says a lot.
1: Yeah. So we're excited to talk about this one. Um, The fact that I finished this book brings my percentage of books that I didn't finish down. <laughs> I haven't done the math on it, though. It was a 12.5 percent dnf rate but since we added another book to the probably closer to
0: 10. yeah
1: Yeah. based on like how fractions and percentages work it should go down uh what are you reading
0: i am currently reading the neighbor's secret by l nope that says i i believe (laughs) (laughs) i allison heller And so we did The Spinning Wheel last time. Sure did. And I got Great Circle, which I read. Um, And it was a historical fiction, but I pushed through and I read it because I was like, let's clear off the shelf. Yep. And it was good. I enjoyed it. It was interesting because it was a flashback between present day and like the mm, early 1900s and... It was about like a female pilot. And then the current day POV was the girl playing this female pilot in a movie in Hollywood. So it was a really interesting like juxtaposition that I don't get in historical fictions very often. So that like made me able to read it right after reading Gentleman in Moscow. Mm -hmm. But it was pretty good. I think I gave it. 3.5 3.5 stars yeah so it wasn't like you know earth shattering changing my life but it was good yeah and then um what's funny is when i respun and i got the neighbor's secret and then after i finished great circle i was like well i'll just spin again i got the neighbor's secret so i was like well i have it's to destiny. have to read the neighbor's secret. yes so i'm reading it and it's it's interesting it's about a bunch of moms um and their kids and like late middle school, early high school, and like the shenanigans they're getting up to, and they have a book club, which is kind of funny. So every month, it talks about their book club pick, and then it's their book club meeting. So I really like that. love that. But so far, nothing really has happened. So it's just like, I'm wondering when the like whole mystery yeah. part is going to happen. How so. deep in are you? I'm like over halfway. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like there's like, in a there's like alluding to this old hit and run that happened where a kid died of like one of when the moms were younger in the neighborhood but and then there's like a current vandal of the neighborhood but that's it so Mm -hmm. I'm like what's gonna happen this is not that interesting but I like the kind of like back and forth of the book club I think
1: that's funny I love that yeah what are you reading um what am I reading I just today finished listening to I'm glad my mom died by Mm. Jeanette McCurry. oh yeah I
0: didn't know you were reading that yeah
1: did you read it yeah um I felt it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point in time where I said that I wouldn't rate like memoirs. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't care anymore. Yeah, uh, because I like to have all the books I've read rated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I gave it four. Mm-hmm. Um, because how do I say this? There were there were a couple points that were like really hard to listen to okay not like the the trauma that she went through mm-hmm. but the way that she has worked through it I okay. didn't like totally resonate with yeah not to say it's wrong or anything it was just like like suffering with like all the eating disorder yeah stuff. and I I felt this is like a really hot take I but I felt like She didn't – I don't know if she was intentionally trying to leave it out, but she never really mentioned with the eating disorder stuff, like doing it at least in part for like a physical end. Mm -hmm. She talked a lot about how it was an emotional release. It was a sense of control. It was just a habit that her mom taught her, but it was never – like vanity was never discussed, yeah, and the reason thats kind of bothered me is because I feel like so many people suffer with eating disorders, and it felt like a little cagey, mm-hmm. so instead of being like because I think every single reason that she suffered with those things is exactly true, but it felt like she deliberately left out any part of like how she felt about herself physically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and because the eating disorders were such a central part of the book, I, um, you didn't get much about how she felt about herself. You got like how she felt about things happening around her and, um, her lack of ability to cope with things happening around her. But I never really got the vibe. Like, does Jeanette now feel like, um beautiful
0: like is she happy in her yeah in her body yeah
1: yeah it was all um so the, I feel like it sounds so weird to be like that's why I gave it four stars <laughs> but the, it's that and then a lot of it was I think she's it's hard to listen to a person go through such dark things oh, which is yeah. funny
0: it was crazy
1: yeah because I I love thrillers but I love like fictional yes, yes. <laughs> um it's really hard to listen mm-hmm to a child be treated the way that she was because your mind is so malleable. Um,
0: And she had, like, basically Stockholm Syndrome, like, with her mom, because she didn't even know that she was being mistreated until she was old and, like, older and going through therapy and everything. Yeah. That was crazy to listen to.
1: Yeah. And listening to it, it's very clear she's a really talented writer, which is something she brought up, Mm -hmm. you know, while she was doing her child acting stuff that her mom wouldn't read like the screenplay or would only read poems that she wrote about how much she loved her mom but um so I love that she got to write this book and um like like come out as this incredible writer yeah because I think she has a future in that and I think that's exactly what she wants for herself I also loved hearing that she and Miranda Crossgrove were so close that was really cute Mm -hmm. do you remember the part where um Jeanette's going into this like jazz club or something to meet her real dad Mm -hmm. and uh, her friend Colton's holding her hand and then she's like Miranda does not take my hand and she's like that's the kind of friendship that we have where there's not really any physical touch Mm -hmm. and we rarely hug and that's exactly how it should be and I was like oh my god that's sad yeah
0: yeah what's funny is I just saw a TikTok that was like um there's a study that's been done that like the Friends that don't hug and aren't touchy feely last longer and are deeper friendships. Because friendships that are like super huggy, um like you know, not emotions, but like just super touchy feely are very like surface level. <gasps> and I was like, that's so interesting. I could totally because see. Because my closest friends, I don't really hug, but my friends that are more yeah. on the, like, like they're still friends, but they're like on the edge of the circle are, I hug them a lot. Yeah. 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 Which is really interesting.
1: So you heard it here, folks. <laughs> if she doesn't hug you, you're on the periphery.
0: That's not true in all cases.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Disclaimer. I'm also just not a physical touch person. No, me either. So, um, but yeah, you and I never hug, um, but I feel supported by you more than pretty much anyone. So anyway, I thought that was sweet and I'm reading um, Stillhouse Lake. Like I think it's Rachel Kane. I've seen it a hundred million times mm-hmm. all over everything. And it was a super random one that was on my, um, not on my cart, but just on my, I think I have like 400 books in my good read want to read. TBRN. Yeah. Um, but I saw it was on Kindle Unlimited, so I started. It's been really good, and it's funny because it's a short one. It's like under 300 pages, but it's taken me a few days just because um, I haven't had that much time to sit down and read, but I read or I listened to I'm Glad My Mom Died in two days. so
0: Yeah, I flew through that one. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like there was another one I just read.
0: I feel like I've been slow. Like this I read another thriller. Well, Neighbor's Secret is taking me... Well, this one.
1: Yeah, but I thought...
0: Oh, you read something right after *Gentlemen in Moscow*? Yeah. Um,
1: because I was like, give me another." Book. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it Hold was. Hold, please. It was not a historical fiction. When I oh, it was *The Good Lie*. Oh, That was yes. another one that's yep. on Kindle Unlimited that I've heard a lot about. Um, it was okay. Yeah. Saw it coming, but. I know that doesn't necessarily make it bad or good. I enjoyed reading it, um, and the one that did I talk about Delta County when we recorded? No, Gentleman in Moscow. Ugh, I hated it. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. It's um. Have you seen it on Book Talk? No, I don't think so. Okay, so the author is her name's J L Hyde, and she's on tiktok and she's like an indie author okay so she's smart to have done her advertising via book talkers but it made me realize how influencers especially like um recent influencers they'll sell out for nothing oh yeah they i have had delta county pushed in my face from book talkers who love thrillers mm-hmm. and I'm like this thing's got to be banging. It yeah. was awful. Uh, it was horrible. I was like so this annoying. is a horribly written yeah terrible plot. It was so bad. The only thing about it was it's in the upper peninsula of Michigan and um I grew up for a little bit in a suburb oh, yeah. of Detroit. Um and I've only been to the UP like twice to Mackinac Island spelled like Mackinac Mackinac, but you know if you know you know (laughs) um so I was fascinated by Delta County because that's nowhere near Mackinac Island but I love books that really describe like another specific Mm -hmm. U.S. location too especially small towns and stuff I just love it so I was on Zillow like looking up the houses they were talking about because she gave like road names and um they are so affordable oh amazing so i was like let's just move to the up
0: (laughs) that's it. after this weekend being in south carolina i was looking up um (laughs) by the beach and it's funny because i the coffee little coffee box that we like to go to they posted an influencer and i was like there's an influencer with eighty four thousand followers on instagram living in merles inlet south carolina which is like there's nothing there and so i was like stalking her and she just moved there like a year ago and um i was trying to figure out where she she lived but then I was looking at houses and there's I mean a lot of them are million dollar houses on the beach but like other ones are pretty affordable yeah
1: but not because it's, it's South Carolina exactly yeah if you move to South Carolina I might oh gosh
0: <laughs> not anytime soon you can say hi to the
1: Murdos for me yeah. and catch up yeah so that you can understand what yep. I'm talking about
0: but in the um in South Carolina I went to a bookstore and I was like, every time I go in a a bookstore now, I'm like paralyzed because I'm like, got to look up the Goodreads review. Oh my God. It's It's horrible. Yeah.
1: You kind of have to raw dog it. Yes.
0: And so I'm like, I was like, I'm just going to pick a book. Like I haven't done that since I got Goodreads. I haven't walked into a bookstore and picked a book because I liked the cover or because I liked the summary. And It like I picked one. I picked the um, Thursday Murder Club, the third book, which I've read the first two, so I know I like that author. So that wasn't like a thing. But I picked um, what did I say it was called? A Lady's Guide to Fortune Hunting because the cover is really pretty, and it's like about uh like it's like a period piece in like the eighteen hundreds in London and I'm going to London in a few weeks. So I thought I was like, that'll be fun. And I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to look up the Goodreads review because I don't care. I just want to read it. Like, and I feel like I need to get back to doing that. Do you
1: feel like you're just a, like a free spirit now? So free. Yeah. I love that. Um, the book of the month options came out today. So uh, use code big malls, <laughs> fat, juicy, Butt for 20% off your first order. Um, I, was pumped because the new Sally Hepsworth is on there, Mm -hmm. the soulmate. And I immediately was like opening Goodreads. And I was like, you know what? Yep. I'm going to do this blind. It's just so subjective. It it taints me. And I've said this a million, like my favorite example is this novella called Looker. Yeah. that I freaking loved it. It has a cumulative three-star rating on, which is one of the lowest I've Mm -hmm. ever seen. Yeah. And I loved it, but I wouldn't have ever read yep. it if like I was checking Goodreads back then. So I know.
0: But like I've been so let down by high four stars. Oh my star gosh. Reviews. it's kind of bs it is and it's just like it's does the book have the hype like that's why it has four stars or is it good because it has four stars and it's just like also maybe it's not your thing maybe mm-hmm. you don't like that kind of book like right you didn't like gentleman in moscow and i thought it was really good this lady in the bookstore was talking about how she was like does a more uh, whatever his name is, yeah. the author, have another book coming out because Gentleman in Moscow is my favorite book ever. I've read it at least seven times.
1: Seven times. Seven times.
0: Yeah. And so like, you know, that lady loves that book. Yeah. You couldn't get through it. And then like people love Song of Achilles. And I absolutely hated that <laughs> book so much. And yep. yeah, it's just like, you never know. So I feel like you should, we should just all get back to like picking books we want to read because we like how they sound or we like how the cover looks. I mean,
1: there's nothing wrong with
0: judging a book by its cover.
1: That's right. Let's collectively make a pact to all raw dog <laughs> together. Okay. <laughs> Let's shake on it. Give me your hand. To raw dogging.
0: <laughs> yep. Cheers. Um, I love that. Molly's third child coming soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gross <laughs> don't make it weird <laughs> I'll cut that out <laughs> will you
0: mm,
1: probably not <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, well I hearing that you and I saw Blake's story I saw that he's married to a bookworm and I was like cute which oh my god I was gonna respond but I was like this is dumb I'm always funny but this was dumb I was like now you can truly answer the question of when your wife asks you would you still love me if I was a worm you are a worm (laughs) I am a bookworm girly You, you are a bookworm girly um me too. Yeah. And I love that for us. And that's why we're here today. Like <laughs> oh a full circle moment. <laughs> so, I am struggling to come up with a name for the segment of this podcast um, about movies and TV from books. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just going to call it Movies and TV from Books for Sounds the time good. being. I don't have like a laundry list of updates for you. I just have a couple of thoughts. Yeah. My first thought is that I have started watching Dear Edward on Apple TV. It's a TV series and um, it is so good. Is it? It's oh. so good. Um, I feel like it's the perfect combination of like accurate details from the book mm-hmm. as well as some liberties that, you, when you're watching, you can see like, oh, that was necessary for TV. Okay. Um, the main character of Edward looks exactly like my daughter.
0: <laughs> he like, does. <laughs> yeah. So if you look, if you
1: look up that the kid that plays Edward, he has like hooded blue eyes and wild curly, curly hair, fro. Yeah. That is what my daughter looks,
0: like. <laughs> but in girl form. So and it's toddler. so funny
1: because. He is really cute. He's so cute and he makes the character perfect because he's one of those people where when you look at him you like feel sorry for him Mm. but you don't know why. Yeah. And that's what Maeve looks like to me. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm loving that. I need to start it. Yeah it's really good. Do you have Apple TV? Yeah. Okay Mm -hmm. good. And my other update is that Daisy and the Jones looks like dumb as hell Daisy
0: I, and the jones daisy jones and the six
1: <laughs> is daisy jones from gatsby no no
0: that's daisy is from gatsby
1: that's daisy but, buchanan
0: yeah Who, what's daisy jones no it is daisy jones but you said daisy, daisy and the jones oh <laughs> <laughs> and it's daisy jones and the six thank you <laughs>
1: It looks dumb. I thought it looks good. I know you did. Because I liked the book. I hate that book. You did audio though. It was horrendous. <laughs> and I can tell you that reading it would have it wouldn't have been worse because it had a full cast. And I love Kelsey Ballerini, but she was in there and oh my God. It was insufferable. It was every <laughs> possible like cliche um, about the 70s yes yeah. yes and about musicians yeah. i was gagging as i was listening to it just yeah. like you know about the music and yeah. the art and see I'm like, like
0: is- i think reading it wasn't as cringy because it's just like you can kind of skim
1: over that i think listening to it would be very how cringy. would you skip over it It was the whole thing mm, i don't know <laughs> oh i have so many issues with that book if we ever talk about it i will go <laughs> in but i'll spare it I think the whole movie was cast horror or the whole show was cast horribly. Mm. Everyone looks awful. Yeah. Um, I don't love the cast. Even their trailers are crap. (laughs) I like there's it makes me it makes my skin crawl because it reminds me of like sitting in the car listening to this book and rolling my eyes so far in the back of my head. I couldn't see the road because it was. (laughs) I hate that book, and I love TJR. Well, I'll I, watch
0: it and report back. Yeah,
1: let us know, because I am not watching <laughs> it. No way. And we didn't mention in our last episode, my rant is over, I'm sorry if I offended anyone, uh, we didn't mention in our last episode that A Gentleman in Moscow is being made into a movie, right? Yeah, it's going to air on
0: Showtime in 2023. That's this you year. You know what that means what boobs oh yeah probably uh there's not very many boobs though (laughs) well they'll figure it out like like barely any
1: (laughs) showtime equals boobs
0: (laughs) (laughs) and um ewan mcgregor is that how you say yeah oh yeah yeah. wait did we talk about this you and i did oh yeah he's the cast for prince or count rostov so okay i think that'd be pretty good i think that's a good casting
1: yeah you know what's funny is kyle will want to watch it yeah it'll be like because oh that's why he said he was listening to the podcast and he was like that Uh, sounds so good yeah i was like of course well when i was listening
0: to it i was like i feel like my summary made it sound very captivating also so your
1: summary is slap (laughs) seriously
0: um i love that kyle likes that type of thing because then i can talk to him about it
1: he needs someone to bond with yeah like
0: he's watching downton abbey and that's my favorite show ever Mm -hmm. basically so he finished oh he did oh i need to talk to him
1: about it Yeah, his wife isn't enough for him. So if you could fill in those gaps, that would be awesome. (laughs) It's
0: such a good show.
1: Yeah, well, he's always, he he watches so much TV. I'm like, oh, my God, just read. Well, Blake watches anime, so. Ooh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he only watches at like 3 a.m., so I never see him watching it. (laughs) I would put an end to
1: that so fast. (laughs) Wait, who was over the other day? Oh, Sandy came by after yeah. work and um, Kyle was like excited to have me time and he was like going upstairs because we moved his office upstairs, yeah. which means Molly's got her makeup studio yes. downstairs, but he moved his office upstairs. So he's going upstairs. I was like, are you not going to hang out? And he's like, I'm going to play my game. I was like, no, tell her what your game is. Just tell her what the <laughs> name of the game is. It's like God of War. A little louder. God of War. And I'm like, and that's you, babe you're my god of war
0: there's nothing better than nerds because they're never gonna
1: leave i i hope not (laughs) he's a really part-time well no he's a full-time nerd he's a part-time video game nerd and he it's it's actually kind of rare like he'll go through a spurt of playing for like i don't know an hour and day and then he won't play for like a year
0: there's all kinds of nerds
1: i know but he is every other kind of yeah. nerd he is if you look at his youtube like recommended videos it's hilarious because i'm like what are you watching and it's like <laughs> this is how you yeah. build a deck or ornithology for beginners yeah um yeah they're cool yeah also today this is going to sound so lame um but I had like a moment of inspo, mm-hmm. and I started just typing away for like two and a half hours. Oh, I had like a really nice time.
0: That's exciting.
1: I've been journaling a lot since Mave was born, but that's just like my thoughts, and it's truly it gets to a point where it's like a tick, and I have to get them out on paper, and then I feel so much better, yeah, so this wasn't that it was, and it's nothing cool, but it was just writing down some. Like this moment of inspiration, and it was so awesome. I was like, I forgot what that felt like to feel inspired. But I feel like the way that Jeanette McCurdy writes is Mm -hmm. similar to how I kind of write. Not totally, but no, I uh, think so though. Like casual. Mm -hmm. Um. So I just it was so nice, but then it kind of busted my whole day because yeah. (laughs) Was so unproductive. Like my kids were in daycare. They're in daycare two days a week, and then I was like, "Well, that's half my day."
0: Well, that's good. You've been
1: used to write all the time. I I feel like
0: so that's that's yeah. It was awesome,
1: and it wasn't anything like, uh, fiction or anything. But just so you guys hear it here first, I did dream up an entire novel (laughs) from start to finish. And it was called Delirium, and it's been a while since I had that dream, so the details are getting fuzzy, but it was a dang good book. So Delirium,
0: coming soon from Molly, Molly Ingram.
1: <laughs> no, I would choose Molly McCarthy as my pen name.
0: You can be like Molly McCarthy I. Mm. <laughs> the opposite of what people yes. know they do.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's funny. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So any other updates before we dive into the actual book?
0: think so i think that about covers it
1: it's summary time
0: should we do one do you want to do summary and then one star no i do this every time
1: (laughs) no we don't have
0: wait did we have a post from gals who read um not really there was just a funny one so gals who read is a facebook group that we're members of and it's just All these gals who read all the time and they post about what they're reading, what they want to be reading and like requests and what did you think of this book and that book and all that kind of stuff. So this one is not that funny. They post some wild stuff sometimes, but this girl, her, it sounds like her reading tastes are about the exact opposite of ours because (laughs) she said, needing some new recommendations. My 10 out of 10s are reminders of him, love in other words, and it happened one summer. (laughs) And we've read two of those on the podcast, and they were some of our uh, lower-rated books.
1: And one of those had people in a tizzy because of its similarities to Love In Other Words. So she... It's like she read the same book twice. She has a type. Yes, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You want to do your one-star review? Yeah. So... I'm posting a quick clip to our Instagram story so that I can be like really social media savvy. Um and now I'm moving back to be to all business. <laughs> all right, my review is from Mary Alice Absolute Mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's her whole name. Yeah. And if you were to be looking at this picture I'm looking at, you would know that this woman is the best. Yaya. Yeah. She's got her glasses on <laughs> and she's adorable. One star <coughs> disappointed, dismayed, disheartened, despondent and discouraged <laughs> alliteration overload. I am so disappointed in this story. I was so looking forward to it but the amount of filler, overwriting, and usage of similes and metaphors have me rolling my eyes and to tell the truth, laughing out loud. I did like this author's other book, A Flicker in the Dark, but this one was just not for me. To me, it is like a sixth grader with an assignment to be expressive wrote this. Yeah, yeah, that's a really poorly written sentence. (laughs) You've got strong opinions for someone who can't share a thought I know there are many who loved it but unfortunately I can't be counted among them <laughs> what's funny is she posted it twice she did post it twice and yeah. it has like a different amount of likes yeah. on each one <laughs> what was yours
0: mine is from Elizabeth oh one star and that was this was in January so not that long ago well, I guess the book just came out not that long ago. So no, uh, yes, yeah, so true. <laughs> Things went completely off the rails for me in chapter three, with an accelerating frenzy of cringy similes, like a windshield after a wreck, like a ticking time bomb, like jerking your fingers away from a hot stove, like chicken that's been left in the fridge too long, like a splintered tree that's been struck by lightning, like a water moccasin, shiny and slick, like the lacing together of arthritic fingers, like the pumping of blood through veins. How did the editor let this happen? I gave up after 20 pages. (laughs) Wait, 20 pages? 20 pages. That's not even a DNF. No. That's rude. Yeah, but now I'm wondering, like, were all of those in 20 pages? Because that's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, dang. (laughs) Yeah, but 20 pages. I know. That's not fair. No,
0: it's not. You shouldn't be reading a book if you only read 20 pages. Yeah. Well... Summary time?
1: Yeah, summary time. Um, I am going to time you. you. She wrote it out. This okay. girl, this sub uh, wrote it out.
0: I'm not sure how long it's going to be.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to find out. Okay. <laughs> are you, well, how are you feeling about it? You just muted yourself.
0: I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, like about the time.
1: Just like about all of it, like, are you nervous? Are you excited? Do you feel like it's a comprehensive summary?
0: Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of layers of this book, so I was trying to hit everything, and I feel like I did a good job. Totally. I don't know that it'll be that quick, but we'll see. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, All right, take a deep breath.
0: And three, two, one, go. Isabel Drake is a mom whose son Mason was stolen from her home one year ago. Isabel is determined to find him. Flashing back to when she was a kid and present day, we hear the story of how she suffered from sleep. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time reading my writing. <laughs> Can we start over? No. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I'm going to start over. Sub mom. No. That's cheating. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> this is my podcast. I edit it.
1: Start the clock. All right. Can't argue with that, y'all. Can't argue with that. Ready, set, go. Isabel Drake is a mom whose son,
0: Mason, was stolen from her home one year ago. Isabel is determined to find him flashing back to when she was a kid and present day. We hear the story of how she suffered from sleepwalking as a girl. And now, after living, after losing her son, she can't sleep at all. Isabel's husband, Ben, has left her and their marriage was destroyed by their by this tragedy. Isabel teams up with a podcaster Waylon, who wants to help her tell her story and finds and to find Mason. The flashbacks reveal that Isabel's sister died when they were kids by drowning in their backyard in the middle of the night. Isabel can't help feeling that her sleepwalking was to blame. We also learn her husband Ben was married when they first met, but his first wife mysteriously died, and then they started dating. Now that Ben. Now that Ben and Elizabeth are no longer together, he's dating a new woman who Waylon points out looks just like Isabel and the first wife. The idea that Ben may have wanted to, set, to get rid of Mason and to end the marriage with Isabel pops up. Flashback again, we find out Isabel's mom has postpartum psychosis after she had a stillborn daughter. Her mom is the one that actually killed Isabel's little sister. Present day Isabel starts to put the pieces together that Ben may have gotten rid of Mason and killed his past wife. Waylon is Allison's brother, and and he's a suspects Ben, too. She goes to warn Valerie that is the new girlfriend Ben is dating, that Ben is dangerous, and Valerie lets slip that Mason is in a better place and that Isabel didn't deserve him. Isabel loses it and attacks Valerie, and she falls into a glass coffee table and dies. Ben is arrested for her murder, and Mason is returned to Isabel. Valerie had given him to a woman who couldn't have children of her own.
1: Oh, I got distracted. The Wait, end. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I'll subtract like five seconds for my faux pas. It's one forty six. Well, that wasn't bad. Not bad because you've you have crested three minutes before. I know, I know. Yeah. And the, if
0: we had timed the gentleman in Moscow summary, yeah, it would but have we been needed really that. long. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was hard to read because I wrote it down and my handwriting is basically illegible,
1: so. Unless you're, like, doing lettering, in which case it's gorgeous. Yeah, if I try, then it works, but. So true. Um, Great work, Seb. Thanks. Friggin' love this book. Yeah, me too. I don't know why people have their panties in a bunch about certain things. Um, I thought it was beautifully written. Yeah, I had a moment when I was, like, maybe 20% in, like an active thought where I said to myself, I am loving reading this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is such a delightful reading That's experience. So and it reminded me of the way that I felt reading Flicker in the Dark. Yeah. I think between the two, I like a Flicker in the Dark a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Do you?
0: I can't really remember a Flicker in the Dark. I feel it's a like
1: serial killer one.
0: The serial killer. There's a lot of serial killer ones. What? Um. Yeah. So true. So true, so true. <laughs> I just can't. I, know, I remember now loving I can't it. even recall. Details. I know. I remember loving it, but I can't remember anything about it. Yeah. But I thought this was great. I read it in about two sittings because I had jury duty. Um. Which side note, I had jury duty and I sat there for about three and a half hours and no one was being called to go like sit on the juries So we were like, what's going on? And then our jury liaison person comes in and she's like, you guys are all free to go. You were actually going to sit on a murder trial if you were selected, but it got continued so we didn't have it's to go. Such a freaking waste. I know, right? But I got to read this book and I almost finished it
1: while I was there. Yeah. And it was really good. It wasn't completely unputdownable.
0: Yeah, I but agree. Because it
1: had a lot. Yes. Like, it was very... Um, I love this author. I can't wait to see what all she puts out because this is only her second book. But she's just, she's a very talented writer. Mm -hmm. I think she's very multi-talented like in her life. And did you read the author's note at the end? Yeah. I thought it was really cool the way she acknowledged that she herself has never been pregnant or had kids. And so she said, like, I was very wary to yeah. do this because it's so much about postpartum psychosis mm-hmm. and just being a mom. But she did so much research and had so many conversations with friends and family. Um, so it felt like an ode yeah. to mm-hmm. moms. There were, like, a couple of things where, like, were I in the situation, I would have done something different. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's not because a mom would have done it differently.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So... Yeah, I love the combination of um, potential psychosis, if not from her, then from her mom.
0: Um, I know, because it was like for so long, you were questioning whether or not she was the crazy one or if it was her mom who had psychosis Yes, or like if it was past. Then when she thought that her mom might have had psychosis, she was like, well, do I have it too? And like, there's just so many layers. Yeah. Yeah. What did you predict? I, like, I mean, obviously, it wasn't going to be her. It was going to be too easy for it to be Mm -hmm. her. So I was, like, assuming it was going to be Ben. But I didn't really think that his new girlfriend was going to be involved. So I Mm. thought that was a good twist. And then, like, as soon as they started talking about, like, the fishy stuff with his first wife, I was like, well, it was definitely him. And I like that she even left that open-ended, like, whether or not it was him who actually gave his first wife the pills or if he set them out and basically drove her
1: to take the pills see but i thought she did it the who isabel
0: you thought isabel did it
1: yeah but i thought
0: that was like so easy that was like the obvious thing for allison oh oh you thought allison oh i, think I, I thought mean, she I killed, think killed allison oh okay no i didn't think that
1: um I didn't think it the whole time, but I thought it yes, at the end yeah. when it was open-ended because Gotcha. Especially because he was Ben was so this is what they do in thrillers. When he when they're adamant like that, when yeah. they're in prison, he's like, I did not kill her. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he didn't kill her. So see,
0: I think that he like what she like referenced that like he basically drove her to kill herself is what I think happened. So he didn't do it, but he like, treated her so horribly and basically, like, gave her no other option. That's what I think.
1: Happened. I think he was a gigantic dum-dum. Yeah. But I think Isabelle did. I think that was kind of the point of the whole book was that it was building up what she's capable of by building up her broken character of having lived a lifetime of guilt for having, think- having thought that she had the ability to kill anyone, let alone, like, her sister, and um the lengths that she's willing to go to to um get her son back uh so I felt like it was all being like
0: that's so interesting
1: which is which is part of why I loved it so much because I love open-ended I know a lot of people don't I really do but that was my interpretation was like oh crap like this whole time she killed Allison
0: that's so interesting because no one at book club said that I should have been there yeah I know No, that's so interesting. I never even thought about that. I mean, I, like, I thought of, like, that it could have been her, but I kind of felt like she was, she felt like she was absolved from everything when she found out that her mom was actually the one who killed her sister, and that, like, she was just building everything up in her head. I didn't think she actually killed Allison, because she liked Allison.
1: Yeah, but she never talked about the, like, emotional affair that they were having with any kind of remorse.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um... I think it was her.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it was Ben. And, and I think he deserves to be in prison. So, like, even though he didn't kill Valerie, he set up Allison to die one way or the other. So I feel like he's in prison justly.
1: Yeah. I think he's in prison because it's good for men to be in prison just <laughs> in general. Yeah, I think yeah. that any man at any point could be in prison. But um, I do think that she did it. And I think that... She's low key a psycho, and who wouldn't be in her situation? I did predict the entire time that the mom killed Isabel's sister.
0: Yeah, I was, I knew that like she wasn't gonna have done it. Yeah. Otherwise, what would be the point of like hyping it up? Yeah. So I was thinking that was gonna happen too. It was really interesting that this book had postpartum psychosis when our last book club book also had postpartum psychosis.
1: Oh my God, that's so true. It's a lot of mommy slander yeah but the po- postpartum psychosis is like an incredible um an inspiring thing to draw from for fiction but the reality of it is really small like most i mean it's really small that women experience psychosis but when it does happen is bad yeah um i'm trying to think because Stacey Willingham is really good at weaving in multiple twists. Mm-hmm. Oh, the that, w- the one that I did not see coming was that Waylon was, was the, the brother. Yeah, me either. That was a slam dunk yes. too, because she gave you all the crumbs to know that uh-huh. that was because it's so obvious yeah. when you look
0: back at it. Yeah, because yeah. when
1: I when it was first, I think first revealed that is that right that the mom killed the daughter instead of she killed the daughter.
0: I can't remember if that was before or after Waylon.
1: Yeah, but I remember the reveal and being like, okay, like yeah. I saw it coming, but you have the little satisfaction of it yeah. being resolved. And then when that one came out, I was like, oh, crap. Yes.
0: <laughs> yep. Because it's like, you think that, or like, she thinks that he thinks that she did it, so that that's why he wanted to get close to her. Mm-hmm. But no, he's like, I never thought you did it. Yeah, that's my That was my sister. Like, uh-huh. I know Ben. Yeah, I thought that was so good. And then there was also like, um... The fact that the lady who took Mesa and the son was at her talk in the very beginning of the book.
1: I love that. And
0: she was like so obsessed with going through every person's names that mm-hmm. were at those conventions. And was like I didn't even like I noted that and I noted like, you know, people often show up to the the memorial things. But I didn't even think that like she would have been there. Like, that they were going to lead back to that.
1: Which, again, could point back to Isabel killing Allison.
0: Yeah, because she was at the funeral? Yeah. Yeah. No, it could. I'm not saying that. I don't think that could happen. I just didn't think about it. I, I feel like Ben did it.
1: I wish Stacy was here and I could ask her. Yeah. She'd be such an interesting person to talk to. Yeah, she would be. Um,
0: But the fact that um Valerie, like, the way that, like, Isabel was walking her dog around the neighborhood, and then there's a man on the porch Mm -hmm. in a rocking chair in the middle of the night. And he's like, I've met you. And she's like, no, you haven't. And then when they like reveal that Valerie, Isabel and Allison all look the same. Yeah. And then I didn't even, I don't know. I didn't even put together Valerie as a new person that it was going to be her. But I feel like, I just feel like there were so many layers to this book. It was so good. Yeah. Like who could weave everything together and leave nothing open like nothing unanswered like yeah even if it's open-ended it still addresses it like there is no really red herrings that didn't get resolved
1: yeah that's what some of the one stars were that i was reading yeah. and i was like no they resolved it because they were like the sleepwalking doesn't resolve anything i was like it didn't need to resolve
0: yeah it just gave us like the unreliable
1: yeah aspect um and so I didn't have any frustrations with the way that things ended. I didn't no. feel like anything was, or, or the parts that weren't fully answered. I've loved like, yeah. cause they left you being like open for interpretation. Um, and the more we talk, the, or the more I talk, the more I'm like, you know what? This is, this is the hill I'm going to die on that Isabel <laughs> killed Allison. I choose this hill. <laughs> um, I wonder if Stacey Willingham will talk about it in minute. I mean, the more you
0: say it, the more I'm like, well, Ben just disc- does kind of seem like the idiot.
1: That's, so- but that's what happens a lot in thrillers is you're built up to believe the man does, is crazy. And then it's something like oh, he's actually just truly a moron. An
0: idiot who makes bad decisions in thinks not with his brain
1: you know what that makes me think of (laughs) what i love this guy the guy on tiktok
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you remember i'm just singing with my dad
0: oh yeah yeah (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally
0: because valerie was the mastermind behind stealing the baby like so Mm -hmm. that does lead to the fact that isabel was
1: probably the mastermind behind Mm -hmm. allison but he didn't even know i do think that If Isabel killed Allison, I think that Isabel, well, I was going to say, I think Isabel didn't know that she was pregnant because she seemed genuinely startled by that information.
0: But she said she got rid of her birth control. She
1: said she purposely punched her birth control. No, no, sorry. I mean, I'm saying if Isabel killed Allison, remember Allison was murdered when she was like newly pregnant? Oh, didn't know that Allison was pregnant? Yes. I don't
0: think she knew that if she did kill her. Yeah.
1: But the the pattern that the author is creating is that a baby gets in the way. Yeah. So I could see her knowing and killing her anyway, which is really dark. Yeah. Because then the baby's getting away with this new mistress. And so the new mistress does away with the yeah. actual. Yeah, that's true. Earthside baby.
0: Yeah. I thought it was very good.
1: Yeah. It made me squeeze my babies a little tighter. Um. But I really liked it. Mm-hmm.
0: And the fact like the fact that Mason was returned 10 out of 10, like oh if my God. he was, that's not-
1: the thing is I was like, if this, I know, I know that they're not like, I just had faith. I was yes, like, you're me not going to find a corpse. Yes. That's, Not going to happen. Um, And then when
0: they started harping on the he's in a better place comment, I was like, oh, my God,
1: no. I also just listened to this podcast. This episode of Something Was Wrong that was crazy. It was a code pink, which was when the baby gets kidnapped from the nursery at the hospital the day they're born. Oh, that's (gasps) crazy. It was insane. It was the girl telling the story was the girl that was kidnapped. And she ultimately ended up back with her family. But it was insane. That's crazy. Got taken across the country. Um and this was in the 80s or 90s. Like, oh my god, it was so wild. Dang, that storyline is so crazy. But if it had turned super dark, I would have slammed the book shut. I can't. No,
0: it definitely wouldn't have been as highly rated if it. I don't think so. That's (laughs) not. No. um,
1: That would. I think that would launch it into horror territory because I think horror is intended to disturb, and so I don't touch whole like justice genre. was
0: served even if it was left open-ended yes and uh Mason was returned to his mom so
1: yeah and I honestly if a man cheats that many times that should be
0: he's just gonna yeah
1: that should be a prison sentence on its own like <laughs> yeah. I said that men should be in prison some men don't need to be imprisoned
0: but those men I think do. they could
1: all benefit from being <laughs> imprisoned but I think that if you're gonna cheat that many times then yeah you should probably go to jail it is a legal contract it's a binding contract you know that you keep breaking over and over again your marriage so yep. um my final rating is 4.5 yep. rounded up to five need to and the only reason i take off half a star is because i liked flicker in the dark better
0: okay yeah i need to like <laughs> reread the summary of flicker in, a dark, flicker in know, the dark flicker in the dark it'll
1: trigger it all but i feel like memory? it's I'm going to look it up. I
0: remember loving it.
1: I think it's, like, the serial killer and ends up being the brother. Do you remember that? Yes. Because, or yep. like, her dad is a serial killer. Yep. Unless that's The Locked Door by Frida McFadden. Hang on.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think that's it. I think that's Flicker in the Dark. But I
1: remember starting it on um, December 30th of... What was that? 2021... 20, thinking this will be the yeah. first one I finished in 2022 and yeah. I finished it on new year's Eve. This is flicker in the dark. When Chloe Davis was 12, 16 girls went missing in her small Louisiana ta- town. By the end of the summer, so- Chloe's father has been arrested as a serial killer and promptly put in prison. Chloe and the rest of her family were left to grapple with the truth and try to move forward while dealing with the aftermath. Now, 20 years later, Chloe's a psychologist in a private practice in Baton Rouge and getting ready for her wedding she finally has a fragile grasp on the happiness she's worked so hard to get. Sometimes though she feels but like it's a brother. Yeah. Yep. And he like, oh, um, spoiler alert. But he <laughs> he like took the blame. The dad like took the blame for yes. his son. Yes. Which is kind of beautiful, but also kind of horribly disastrous yes. for society. Literally, like literally,
0: you're just gonna leave him out there. Yeah, that's painous. Yeah. Um <laughs> yep. Okay, we have to go. We got to watch The Bachelor. It's Monday.
1: Ew, but yeah, we do.
0: <laughs> Hopefully it'll be better this
1: week. Oh, we're going to do... Um, We asked on Instagram for romance racks. You yes. want to share the good news,
0: Sebastian? Yeah, we are going to do things we never got over. Is that what it's called?
1: By Lucy Score.
0: By Lucy Score. It's the blue book with the daisies on the cover. I'm certain you've seen it.
1: Yes. It's almost 600 pages. So you're welcome. Yes, Because, you are. wow. Yeah. Um, This will kind of be like my first actual toe-dipping into romance in like years. Yeah. I don't count reminders of him.
0: No. Yeah, we haven't really...
1: Well, I guess it happened one I summer. I
0: guess... Yeah, it happened one summer. No, wait. That's not the book we read. Yeah, it is. Every summer after. <gasps> I know. I just realized it when you said it.
1: So, oh, that's so I think funny. it happened
0: one summer. Is that one with the like cartoony looking characters on the front, and it's Tessa Bailey. I'm pretty positive. Isn't
1: Tessa Bailey like a smut master? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um. Well, I think Lucy's Score is as well, and it's almost 600 pages worth. So we'll have lots to talk about in our next episode, Yep. If you haven't read it, read along with us. <laughs> um we can't wait to share our thoughts and feelings.
0: A lot of people love it, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, thanks for recommending it. We did get a couple requests for that one specifically, so we going to do it. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, girls and boys. And that's the tea. <laughs>